Hey everyone, we're back with the District 3 podcast, episode 136. This is Irvin, and joining me as my guest co-host this week is Rachel Sanchez-Smith. Rachel, thank you for joining me. Thank you for inviting me, Irvin. I appreciate it. And Rachel, one of the things that I wanted to brag about you is that you actually got to do a, a cool interview with Carlos Santana uh, just a few days ago. How was that? I'm so excited you heard that. That was a surreal experience. He was so humble, so, I mean, just gave me the time of day, was engaged. And if somebody, if people have been cheering on for you at concerts for 40 years, like you're a god, yeah, and you still give me a lowly reporter the time of day, I respect that. I didn't expect him. I'm like, okay, you can say whatever. You can dismiss me. That's fine. <laughs> Such a cool guy. Because those, those um, big-time artists, when they come to a place like Rogers, Arkansas, they really don't have to give those interviews anymore, right? They, oh, they don't have to. Tickets are sold already. Yeah, I'm sure he has no problem selling his tickets. Yeah, yeah. but that's, that's such a cool experience. You know, that's like such a cool thing to have under your belt. Now you you have done an interview, like that can go on your resume. That's that's just overall something really proud of to be, uh, for you to, to have done. And I bet you your, your parents are proud of you too. And, and we're proud of you for everything you're doing. Thank you. I Yeah, personally, that was a huge thing off my bucket list. And I'd listened to Santana growing up, mm-hmm. like knew the story. And when they reached out, somebody from the Walton Arts Center said, do you want to do this? I said, Say less. When? <laughs> <laughs> and what's your favorite Carlos Santana song, Rachel? Uh, I got to go with Maria Maria. That's my favorite one. For me, just because it just hits home so much. Black Magic Woman. It's mm. just, hey. it's good. And he's, and he's going to be here next week, right? He will be here at the Amp next Tuesday. And you're going to be there. I will. Count hey, me there. That's legit. That's legit. Well, I'm happy for you. Um, introducing our guest of, of the week, we have State Representative of District 49, uh, Fort Smith, uh, State Rep Jay Richardson. Thank you for joining us, Jay. Thank you guys for having me. I, I don't even think I want to talk about anything else other than Carlos Santana <laughs> right now. That's so I cool, right? That, that is super awesome. And, and I didn't even know he was in concert coming next Tuesday. So I'm sitting here thinking about texting my wife and asking her, why hasn't she gotten us tickets yet? There might and still be tickets, right? There might still be. Yeah. And he's touring with Earth, Wind, and Fire. You've got to be kidding. No, I am not. I am not. (laughs) Yeah, I need to text her. (laughs) (laughs) Something's got to go down. Jay is currently uh, texting uh, his wife about the tickets. That's exactly right. And thank you for making the time for us, though. Uh, I call you Jay because, you know, we're Mm -hmm. friends and stuff. But um, this is Representative Jay Richardson. Uh, like I said, he is the current state representative of District 49. Is this it's going to be your third term? Yeah, seeking my third term. Seeking your yep. third term. Seeking my third term. Uh, so you're currently you're currently uh, campaigning. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, you know that's one of the weird things about uh, being in the House, right? We all have two year terms. So right as you finish your general general assembly, I mean, you're almost already campaigning for your next cycle. Uh, so basically, you work one year and then you campaign the next year. And then you just keep doing it over and over. But uh, as much as I'm not in big favor of that, I absolutely love what I do. So labor you, of love. How are you uh, surviving in that Fort Smith weather? Man? Because <laughs> it's hot over there. It's already hot here. It is. It yes. is hot. So me and my wife actually moved back to Fort Smith almost 10 years ago from Phoenix. Okay. So dealing with Phoenix in the middle of the summer and it's 120, you know, and everybody say, hey, it's a different time. It's hot. I don't care if it's 120 <laughs> with humidity or not. It's hot. I mean, and at that point, uh, I'm not going to say you ever get used to it, but uh, but it's definitely something that I've, I've been accustomed to. And I was telling Rachel that I believe I was there the night that you won your 
your uh, your office for the first time? Because it was the same day that Mayor, Mayor McGill, McGill ran. So I ran unopposed during that time, and okay. we were both at Mayor McGill's but we were election. celebrating yeah. you and him yeah. at the yeah. same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but it's tough to put me in the same category as Mayor McGill. So I usually <laughs> I just kind of fall to the wayside. But, yeah, nah, yeah, man. I remember that. I remember that. That was such a good moment. It was awesome. As I, I, I obviously was there. Um, I think at that time I obviously already knew that you were going to win because you yeah. were unopposed. But um, I think having both of you who are very good people, you mm-hmm. know, and it's – I don't want to say it's hard to find people that are good, that are that – are, uh, running for office, but when you do find those people, like you try your best to support them, you know. Yes. And I know you've done a lot of good and have, and I want to, I do want to touch on that. But first, um, talking a little bit about Fort Smith, um, your wife is very involved mm-hmm. in that community as well. And I, I wanted to give you the time to talk a little bit Man, about the I, work she's doing. I, I will tell you, I am, uh, I am truly a product of how great my wife is. Uh, it's not often that everybody can look to their spouse for. Uh, support and accountability. Uh, as, as you know, our wives hold us brutally accountable for the things that we do yeah. and things that we say. Uh, and that's one of the best things that my wife and I have together. I think we really operate and we really move as a, as a team and as a cohesive unit. Uh, and she's definitely leading leading the pack in Fort Smith. I mean, she's pretty active with the Levitt series. Music series is happening mm-hmm. on Thursdays. Uh, she was able to get the grant to do that. Uh, one of the few areas who got it uh, committed for the next year or two, I think. Uh, so that was a huge win. She's been pretty adamant about really building up downtown Fort Smith and Fort Smith in general. Uh, I, I can tell you from living with the woman, she lives, <laughs> lives, breathes, and eats Fort Smith and specifically downtown. And she tries to do whatever she can to get everybody involved with what's happening downtown. And that's I mean, I, I tell people I'm married to Superwoman, so I'm happy about it. And you were saying that you actually got the, the chance to interview her in the past. Right, Rachel? I didn't know Talicia was your wife. Yes. I, <laughs> she is, I mean, she's just, she's on it. Mm-hmm. She's on it. I interviewed her for the Juneteenth events that oh, um, yeah, yeah. were organized. Um, her and... Clifton. Oh yeah, her yeah. and Clifton. And, man, she... For a reporter, she was she was a great guest. Yeah, she no ums, no buts, just clear <laughs> sound bites. I was like, Talisa, you know, I'm gonna have to invite you again. <laughs> See, then, all right, so now you can work on just canceling all my ums and buts ahead of time. So we'll work on that. And I think I had heard of her before I had heard of you. Most people have. So I typically how I introduce myself is Talisha's husband. Hey, I love and, that. And that's too. that's usually how I get in the door with, with meeting <laughs> right. people. So. She's been very beneficial from that point. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm, I'm very proud of everything that you've done. Um, you've introduced some bills that I was a huge mm-hmm. fan of. Uh, can you talk about some of the bills that, you're, that you've been most proud of introducing or been a part of? So the one you brought up was the Bell Project bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that bill, to me, was uh, that really could have changed the course of our judicial system, in my opinion. It had a lot of good things in it. It provided a lot of safeguards for those individuals uh, that were being impacted. The unfortunate part about our judicial system right now is what it looks like is that we prey on the poor. And the bail bill would have done something to alleviate that, where we don't just put people in jail that we're mad at, that we focus on people Mm. that we're scared of. And there's a huge difference there. And I think that's what the bail project or the, the bail bill that I tried to submit really would have done. I was excited because I had it in committee. I thought I had the votes. Got down to it. We did a roll call, and I come up one bo- one vote short. Uh, after oh, that, oh. strike that. Uh, uh, 
after that, we came back. We tried to run it again, and, and I didn't get the same support that I once did. But it doesn't, it doesn't deter me. I think it's something valuable. I think it's something we should work on. Representative Richardson, as, um, as a state representative, you have so many things, so many issues that you could focus on. How did you narrow it down to these, these couple, to the bail project and, and, working with, um, and working with this issue? So this, this along with working with uh, Representative Megan Godfrey on, on some of the DACA bills that, that we were able to get passed, she and I both have a, a, a huge heart for that. And living in Fort Smith, growing up on the north side of Fort Smith, I've got a lot of friends, I've got a lot of family members that are stuck in the system, and they continue to go through this cycle. I can't pay my bill because I can't go to work. I can't go to work because I'm incarcerated. I'm incarcerated because I did this. And they can never get a step ahead. When I met with the Bell Project, I actually reached out to Irvin, I think, before we even created this. I said, hey, man, I'm hearing about this. What can we do? And he really helped me and got me pointed in the right people. And we kind of narrowed a bill down that I thought could get some traction and get some legs. But I, I, I'm a proponent of that because I live that. I see that. I've got family members that are stuck in that system. I see people that I represent that need help. And I looked at this as an opportunity to help. And um, that job is so tough, the job that you have. Uh, I was there for a day. That day, where that <laughs> yeah. where the bill got, yeah, uh, where the committee unfortunately striked it down, yeah. And um, how do you take care of your mental health doing this work? Because that one day that I was there, I swear, when I got home, I just like drank like two or three margaritas. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and I was like, you that, know what, I'm done. That this is, is true. This is stressful. It's sad and it's depressing. You know, you it's know? Uh, again, again, I can't speak enough to having a strong support system. So my wife is fantastic. She knows when I'm having a tough day, she'll let me just go off, rant and rave and cuss all I want to. Mm. And then she'll bring me back to reality. Okay, now, now you're done. Now what <laughs> are you going to do? You know, so she helps bring me back to reality. And I mean, yeah, it, it, th- days like that, I'll have to go back to my room and have a bourbon and sit down and hey. look outside and re- con- re- you know, regather my thoughts and realize, hey, this is, this is one fight. We still got to keep going. But I, I think working in the, the House of Representatives and our legislature in Little Rock, uh, there's a lot of people whose hearts are in the right places. So even when you fail or when you lose a small battle like that, there's still a lot of support uh, mm-hmm. and, and people are willing to work to get past some of those things. So that's always encouraging. So so even with those times that we, we fail or we lose, we've got great people that are in the house. Megan, mm-hmm. who was my seatmate in that first term, is yeah. now one of my good friends. She and I talk about stuff like that all the time. So definitely going to miss her in the house. That's what I'm curious about. I mean, you're with these people for a good chunk of your time, of your working life. What is the kind of camaraderie? Does it stretch, you know, to the other aisle? What is that kind of camaraderie like in the house? I tell people quite often that in the Little Rock House of Represent or in the Arkansas House of Representatives, we are not what you see on the national platform, or I should say we, we haven't been. Uh, we're starting to see that tie turn a bit now, but I, I really feel like the majority of people there really want to work together, right? And as long as we continue to focus on, you know, the, the cliche st- uh, topic or what everybody says, oh, we're looking out for all of our Kansans. We are, and, and we can continue to say that, but we really need to understand that people that are sitting on the aisle and on the seat next to you are there because 30,000 people put them there, and they've got a responsibility to that 30,000 people. And sometimes, their responsibility to them is different than yours. And just the ability to have that conversation 
and and work to something that both people or both parties or uh, both parts of the state can agree with is huge. And I think we're, we're really trying to do that. Now I've got I've got friends on the on the Democratic side. I've got people on the on the Republican side that I consider friends. Uh, I ran a bill actually in this last session with a Republican sponsor, uh, State Representative Keith Slate. And the bill was to provide mental uh, mental awareness. And uh, I can't even think of the title of the bill right now, but basically critical when a when a law enforcement agency sees something and I'm paraphrasing, sees something that that impacts him or her they are now going to be mentally evaluated to make mm. sure that they can come back to work and continue to do the job that they're doing. What we don't want to have happen is we have some officers that see so much craziness out there, right, that they then become or have this PTSD that because they saw these horrible things that now you remind me of that person and we've seen some of the, the remnants of that. So that that's what the bill was built to do, and Keith Slape and I worked very hard on that, and he's actually a retired sheriff, so it was good for he and I to get that done. And then they even bled over into the, uh, the firefighters as well. So we we're able to get those two pieces passed. Wow. Wow. I did want to want to mention just because it's been on the news, representative Richardson about uh, your opponent, their financial issues and stuff like that. Uh, I'm guessing media also reaches out to you for comment mm-hmm. for stuff like this. How have you been navigating this? Cause I mean, I don't think you had any issues like this the first time you ran where you had to have these kind of distractions. No, no. I, and my my response is always going to be that's that's between him and whatever he's doing. I have no comment on that. I have no opinion on that. What I do have is a commitment to the people that I currently represent. And that's all I'm focusing on is what what do the people of District 49, better yet, what do the people of Fort Smith need from me and how can I be a best supportive of them? And that's what I'm focused on. And I see you've been doing uh, some town halls. Yes. Fort Smith. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So we had one last week uh, in in Elm Grove or Martin Luther King Park is is where it is. But it was just an opportunity for me to meet some constituents, people to come out and ask me some questions, uh, talk about redistricting and what that means. Mm. A lot of people didn't understand what the new district number. Who is where is 49? I thought you were 78. Yeah. Right. So it gave me an opportunity to tell, you know, every 10 years there's a census. The numbers change. So I was 78. Now I'm 49. These are the lines. These are the changes. So that was great in terms of educating uh, constituents on what's going on. So we talked about you, that. When you Google your name, it, mm-hmm. it still shows up. As it does. It does. And I'm even having a hard time changing 78 on my Facebook page for some <laughs> reason. So I hadn't figured that one out. But yeah. And, and I don't know when or how that changes. But yeah, it, it is District 49 is what uh, people will be voting on in November. Okay. And people can vote for you in November. Absolutely. As well. So Absolutely. your opponent is is uh, Republican Max Avery. Um, what are some things that you have planned for the campaign from right now till November that you want to do for people to get more uh, involved and, and, and interact with you more? You know, so, and I don't know if this is the proper approach or not, and, and the, some of the people that I have helping me on my campaign will help drive me. But my deal is to keep doing what I've always done. Uh, my wife and I are always in the community. We're always out. We're always people know my son more than they know me in some cases because we have him out. I mean, we're going to continue to be out meeting people, talking to people. Nothing changes in my day to day. One of the biggest things that I do want to make sure that I continue to do is offer the town halls and even give people uh, opportunities to, to ask me tough questions and hold me accountable for votes that I've made in the past. I'd rather somebody come and say, why did you vote this way? Yeah. And I'll respond. And I don't mind doing that in a public forum. 
what I do want to make sure is that we're always respectful when we have those conversations. But I do welcome I do welcome people coming in and, and asking me, why did I vote on certain things? Why did I support this and not this or or why didn't or vice versa? So th- those are the things that I'm doing and will continue to do. Um, and going forward, I mean, of course, you know, hopefully, which I think you are going to get reelected mm-hmm. in, in November uh, just because I feel people have your trust. Um, people trust you. I mean, in the community. Um, have you already started thinking about bills that you want to uh, either author or, or be or be a part of? I know you sometimes can't go into specific on these things, right? Because there's a lot of the times there's opposing parties and stuff yes. like that. But is there like just an, any anything overall that you're thinking about about looking into and possibly uh, creating legislation? I, I'm for? still going to be working on things that are pertaining to our judicial system uh, in ways that we can continue to impact that in a positive way. I'm going to be working with law enforcement, right, to to work on some things that or support that they need and how we can support them from the state level. Uh, We'll continue to look at growth in our community from an economic standpoint. I'm a small business owner. There's a lot of small business owners that are there. And and one thing that's a challenge as a small business owner is how do you continue to put food on the table for your family as a small business? It's tough. We pay a lot of taxes. We got a lot of barriers. We have some it it seems as though sometimes there are forces that work against us trying to get on our feet and create our own business. Right. So those are the things that I want to continue to work to remove, because I know what it's like. I know the the challenge to to get started, not only to get started, but to continue going specifically coming out of a pandemic. And now we're seeing numbers that are going up again. And this Mm -hmm. monkeypox that I'm hearing about. I mean, who knows what the future holds? But. How do we really protect small business and not continue to let the big businesses suck up all of the benefits? Mm. So those are the things that I, a couple of things that I want to continue to work on. Well, I appreciate you making the time to be here. Any place where people can reach out to you in case they have any questions or, or want to want to be a part of the campaign? You can absolutely email me at a couple of e- email addresses. One is electjrichardson at gmail.com. The other one is my house email, which is j.richardson at arkansashouse.org. Uh, those are the best two places to reach out to me. And and typically, and if you ever run into my wife, she'll give you my phone number. <laughs> and that's an even better place to reach out and get me too. So. Myra does that to me too, yeah. so I completely understand. Uh, well, thank you for being here. We really thank you guys so much. much. This yes. was awesome. Thank and you. And you're doing amazing work. Uh, thank you for being an ally for uh, for other communities as yeah. well. It goes a long way, and, and I think people – People can trust you because they see you in the community. Yeah. They see Talisha in the yep. community as well and understand that y'all are all about, you know, elevating everyone, not that's just exactly a certain right. class. Um, so I appreciate you being here. And that's the end of episode 136 Thank of you. the District 3 podcast uh, with uh, guest co-host Rachel Sanchez-Smith. <laughs> Thank you for joining me, Rachel, too. Thank you so much, Irvin, again. This has been a wonderful. I hope I can come back for more. Yes, and enjoy Carlos Santana. Oh, I will. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you all for listening. Have a good rest of your week.